0: See all of you here. We're gonna uh, go ahead and start with our prayer request and uh, just kind of start this service out with prayer. We want to keep the James Harrison family in our prayers, Sherry and the kids, and then Grace, it's uh, Sister Vicki's aunt, Sister Vicki Jones' aunt, she's doing much better, and then Randall Clark has a special unspoken request, Karen Reed dealing with cancer. Marla Davis needs a healing in her body. So why don't you just go ahead and stand up. I know everybody came in here with your own needs. So if you don't mind just lifting these needs up and just lifting up his name. Thank you, God. I thank you for the privilege to get to feel your presence, the privilege to get to call on your name and situations change, not by our power, but because you are so good. Oh, God, I thank you for the privilege to get to trust in you in every situation, God. You're greater than anything we face. You're stronger than anything we face, God. I pray for every one of these needs that you would have your way, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Coming up. Any contributions that you want counted for 2023 have to be turned in by January 14th, and that's in about four days. Oh, it looks like that's Sunday. So uh this coming Sunday is also going to be Youth Sunday, and that's when our strawberry fundraiser begins. And brother Steven made the best announcement that there is almond bark. He's already been scouting it out. So if you want to contribute in that way. He's already seen it. So uh, anyways, that's always exciting. The 18th is the Tea Party for Diamond Ladies. This is for ladies who gave $100 or more to Mother's Memorial in 2023. It's at 6.30, the Family Life Center. And then the 23rd is our Ladies United Fellowship. I think Sister Wanda is speaking at it. Yeah, we love her, and I love to hear her speak. So ladies, you don't want to miss that. Plus, it's at the Fish Fry so, anyways, thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to get to get back to your kingdom. God, I pray that you bless your people tonight, God. Bless those that are here and bless those that are unable and bless those that are searching, God. Help us to be the true light like never before. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amazing
1: grace. How sweet.
2: To pray right now for a special heart of consecration to reaching our world. Father, you consecrated and committed your life to save a world, and you have benefited us in so many ways. And as we move into the remaining part of our future, I'm asking you to help this preacher, the pastor of a great people and a city with opportunity unlimited. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You're seated tonight, and I don't know. Uh, I uh, I'm not real literate, and uh, I thought I had updated my computer in the office earlier today, and uh, so if we can, we'll give these gentlemen in the booth upstairs the opportunity to try to catch up with us on some scriptures, and we'll start at Luke 12, if y'all can get there, and that'll be 17, I mean 37 through 40. I want to ask you a question to start off with. How long do you think that you or we have to live on? All of us ponder so many things and so when we get to Luke the 12th chapter and uh, we look at the 37th verse he pronounces a blessing upon you and others blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make those servants, he doesn't use the word servants, they're paraphrasing some, make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. You understand that in the Bible, typically he's talking about meat being a super strength. So it's an enjoyable realization as we ponder these scriptures tonight. Verse 38, And if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch, And find them so, blessed are those servants. And then verse 39, he moves up a step here and he says, this, no. Now, when when you're pondering some of this, you understand that he has mentioned several times in this book my people are gone into captivity because they don't know. He uses the term lack of knowledge. He also says they are destroyed and it's not just once for lack of knowledge. And so what happens is all of us feel obligated to say something or do something and if it's incorrect, we wind up off course or in a separate mind thought than what God's thinking is. And so these are critical things, particularly when most of us are aware that at least the shadows of midnight are coming. So, verse 39, I think I read that, but I'm going to read it again. If the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken. I don't know about you, but I'm not willing for any of you or the rest of the people that attend this assembly To be broken off from the vine my heart is pounding i don't brag about it but i don't mind telling you my hours of sleep are interrupted almost every night sometimes three or four times because he is He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. I've probably got over a thousand messages just on my phone from trying to write excerpts of these interruptions over and again. I'm not saying that for any reason but this. He is speaking. And I don't think I'm a more chosen vessel than almost everybody here and many that are not here. I'm just hungry. cannot stand the thought, you, your children, your friends, going to the hell I'm concerned about. I'm not feeling down. I know I'm, slow, I'm going real slow. I'm not down. I'm not discouraged. I'm more excited right now about the prospect of helping people than I've ever been because I think I have gleaned from the vineyard things that can literally stagger the powers of hell So he says in the 40th verse, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man is coming. But it won't be when you think. Then he moves into a setting in Psalms that I want us to think about. Psalms the 8th chapter. He uses the term to the chief musician, upon Giddeth, which was a song of David, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Never heard so many taking the name of God in vain, both using it as slang, my God, why'd you do that? Oh God, why'd you do that? I would be careful if I were you. Oh Jesus Christ, as a slang word, syllable, taking lightly the saving name, the healing the name that's going to challenge everything that we are facing in this last day when he said many deceivers shall come in the last days, deceiving and being deceived. I don't take lightly the fact that God has put that in his book and then he's given preachers and pastors the obligation to preach the word. no small issue there ought to be a palpitating in our heart tonight as we sit in the presence of his word as we sit in the glory of his spirit that creates every breath you will breathe and every thought capability that you will receive how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal or stop the enemy and the avenger. Mothers and dads, brothers and sisters, grandfathers and grandmothers, brothers, sisters, again, be wary of all of those Things that don't add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance brotherly love. He said, I will set the days and the boundaries of time, but in the middle of that, I will send ministry to remember the things that add to your faith, that add to your mind that add to your hope that add to your glory ladies and gentlemen there is no day like today this is the day that the lord hath made and if you have walked with him today you have stepped on holy ground if you have listened to him you have listened to a holy voice if you have had Confrontations, you have had the sword of the Lord. If you have had feelings of weakness, strength is made perfect in weakness. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel a Holy Ghost rally over this place tonight. There is a cloud that's about to rain, the victory of spiritual growth, uh, and an anticipation that is right now sounding loud in my heart and voice. Could we praise him with a shout of triumph? Hallelujah, Lord. You won the battle in times past. You've given us the victory over and again. And we shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph tonight in your house. We will send reverberating praise to you. You alone are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. I wish four or five of you men would just stand up and shout hallelujah about three or four times. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is no time to be questioning whether you or not are listening to a voice or the voice. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And rejoicing is paramount when you know you've been in touch with the Messianic priest and the high life of the victory over the grave. There is nothing greater than those things. let me ask you what is your desire today what is it you came into this day with hoping that this day i will find what i would not want to enter a day that god give me breath And not have something that I could give him at the end of the day that I did. Because faith without works is dead. It's not a time for us to feel down about that. The moment you realize that perhaps you did not do that, you can get reconciliation that quick by saying, God, I missed it and I'm sorry. You can do it with your conscience. You don't have to do it out loud. Nobody has to know. You don't have to acknowledge it to anyone else. But you do have to confess it to him. Because he said confess all your faults. It is a big deal for us to rally in the morning using his breath, using his world, using his knowledge using his wisdom to negotiate life on any kind of success level. That's why people that absolutely don't walk in the spirit and don't live according to the word, that's why they are going to have a horrifying eternal damnation. Say, Pastor... Man, I've done so much of this. I told you and I will tell you over and again from now till the end of time. Confess your sins immediately. He forgives them. That's all he asks. Confess your sins. When you have violated your wife, your husband, your family, or your situation, find a moment and confess it to him. I tell, I tell people regularly, at least the Catholics go once a week and confess. And I have seen friends of mine that have not honored that in months. It is an amazing thing to me that they wonder why they're not getting all of their promises uh, on schedule when they never confess their faults one to another and confess to God about their sins. (coughs) Say, Pastor, this is not what I was looking for. No. That's why that people are finding themselves in spiritual poverty, worrying, living in fear, having doubts, all that kind of stuff. Nervous disorder. There ought to be peace that passes understanding if we are being washed daily by the word and we are confessing regularly according to our weaknesses that we had failed one another or we had failed God in missing... uh, Instead of uh, inviting somebody to the house of God, invite them over to a ball game. I can't imagine us uh, living outside the box when we have been given so much stuff. That God is going to literally do everything he can in these last days. Come unto me, all you that are laboring. Your fear and worries and all of that, lay them aside. Come to me. I am the Prince of Peace. I am the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And I am more than willing. i proved it at the cross. I've come to you in the power of the Holy Ghost. I have given you my mind on paper. I am yours to enjoy oh somebody ought to clap their hands that he's in this house tonight <clears throat> hallelujah when he called preachers he didn't give us something to do that wasn't uh, that was all easy he said exhort one another rebuke one another that's in the book it's only right that if we have erred and gotten off of the path of righteous peace and joy, that somebody that cares about us uh, would, uh, if uh, if it was a doctor and 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 you had a, a a horrible limp or something, you wouldn't even think anything about him touching areas of your life and weighing you and still looking at you uh, naked in many cases. Uh, and, saying, and you say, Doctor, you think you can help it? Well, I'm telling you the great physician is in the house of spiritual disorder and putting things in order and he brings into alignment the glory that every one of us are looking for. I want peace that passes understanding. We may not have long left, but we may have 10 more years. We may have 20 more years. I remember that in the 70s it was over. I mean, I was there when they said it was over. Actually, 67 at youth camp. I've told you probably 10 times about that one. I mean, man, I mean, they, they, they crowded the place out. It is amazing. Let's move on to Psalms, the 8th chapter. Thou hast made him a little lower uh, than the angels and hast crowned him. Being low doesn't mean you're low. Being lower than the angels is a major issue with the God of heaven that became sin who knew no sin and became lower than the angels. Sometimes we just don't stop and think about how powerful that is or how weird that sounds. Thou hast made Him, Jesus, the Lord, the mighty God in Christ, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, made Him lower than the angels? Well, that's huge. I have felt that way before. But when He overcame all principalities and powers and darkness, and then He sent (coughs) us ministers into the world to create a realization that though we may have come short, he said, I will restore your joy. I will restore your mind. I will restore your victories. I will restore that. But you got to call on me in the day of trouble, in the day of fear, in the day of worries. My kids are backslid. My kids are not doing well. Marital problems and all of this hell is breaking loose. I'm telling you, that's why the church is in the earth yet. Otherwise, he would have already come, got the people. He is here now saying, wake up. It's high time to awaken. It's high time to rise above fear. It's high time to reach out into your neighborhood and say, let me tell you who Jesus really is. He is my Prince of Peace. He's not just a distant deity. He lives in my bread. He lives in my, by my praise. He lives in my heart. He lives in our family. When families are broken, we don't have to get broken. All we have to do is be." Be be, be uh, uh, putting on the ourselves on the altar and saying, God, I've got a situation and I need help, and I need mental help, and I need spiritual help, and I promise you that that done in faith will bring about angelic host. Matter of fact, I've told you this uh, several times over, but uh, and and I I can't prove it but I've heard it several times that we have at least 10,000 angels at our access at any given time. So those angels are watching. They are listening to everything you say. They are scribing all that we do. And when we confess that we did wrong, that much is erased. That's huge stuff when he said the books will be opened and it will all be revealed, that's, that's not like play stuff. It's like, oh, well, that's cute. No, that's the Word of God. That's why we have these Bible studies like this, intense Bible studies. If I couldn't see out of one eye, I would be glad for a doctor to look in my eyes and probe in my eyes and look at my chart to see what's going on in my bloodline. And I don't want God doing that. When I am weak in the faith, I'm not sure that God can do this. I'm not sure God's going to save my kids. I'm not sure that God's going to reach out and help them. (coughs) Now is the time to have sure-footed places. My foot's on the rock. I I used to really enjoy that song. My foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I am on the rock of ages and I think most everybody in this house tonight is. Let's move on to Hebrews, the third chapter. I like the way that Paul is introducing this first verse. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Jesus. He don't set them up to hit them, but he's obviously aware they haven't been really considering. And so he excites the whole moment by honoring the positions and powerful setting Almighty God in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, "...who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man," and, and just note this, what he says here, "...was counted worthy of more glory than Moses." What what an exciting moment Moses must have had as he held that rod out over that sea. But this man, Jesus, can do more for you than back up the waters. This man, Paul, is talking about the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Holy Ghost, or Christ in you, the hope, there ought not to be one doubt in our mind, we're going to make it. I'm going to pound it in our heart, our head, our hands, our feet, our actions, and praise He's alive. Your every breath says He's alive. Every joy that you experience says He cares. Everything you have already overcome determines the realization whether by many or by few, I'm going to make it. Somebody just say, I'm going to make it. He's listening. He wants to hear you say it. Because you're in my heart. You're in my head. You're in my hands. You're in my feet. There's nothing in me that's not of you. You have given me everything I have. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. The Father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Oh, what a night. Verse 4, For every house is builted. well, I read that, by some man, he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all of his house. But verse 6, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, or are we, if, We hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. It's amazing to me that as we gather together, it ought not to for sure be something that we've got to really work at to praise Him in His own house. To praise Him when you notice verses like that. Hold fast the competence and the rejoicing of the hope, not because it's already happened, but knowing by hope we are saved, or hope firm unto the end in this case. Wherefore, I I used to enjoy hearing some of our Bible school teachers said, when you see that word wherefore, look what it's there for. As the Holy Ghost saith unto him, or saith today, if you will hear his voice. Verse 8, Harden not your hearts. Hardness of heart is when you get used to living beneath your privilege. Hardness of heart has happened when there's not a proper blood flow. When there's a proper blood flow, the fullness of the Godhead is in that name. That's why he says, call on the name of the Lord in the day of trouble and he will hear you. And I may say it two more times because that is a real exclam- exclamatory statement. So as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your father's close people To you tempted me proved me and saw my works 40 years now if you've studied anything about that they used him for 40 years but refused to go in on into the rest of the story 38 years They wandered in the wilderness because fear. I refuse to just keep going in a circle, living with wishes instead of intentions. Verse 10, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. The use there there is, let not your heart be troubled. On over into the New Testament. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart. Do, Do you feel that impact that I'm in charge suddenly about my heart he's not saying that to just have something to say when you're troubled cleanse your heart that doesn't mean you went to smoking drinking fornicating or any of the above faith must be at optimum levels in God. And not in man. In order to have peace that passes understanding. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. And nothing shall by any means offend them. And I am watching people, preachers nonetheless, that are so offended. That their people don't come to the house of God. They're offended that their brother and sister didn't call them for the party. Offenses must come, he said. But the woe is not for you. It's for the people that forget you. They're the ones that have to live. You say, Pastor, what's all this about? It's about a holy city by a holy church and by a holy God that the Holy Word is going to cleanse us. The washing of the water of the Word is not just for 20 years ago when I came out of the world. It's for the washing of the water by the Word now because all of this junk that's going on. And he didn't leave this in vac- vagrants, he told us. So I swear in my w- w- wrath again they shall not enter into my rest. So when you're not having a peace that passes understanding, you need in that moment to call on him and, and, and hopefully I'm not just talking to people that are, not, uh, that are all needy of this. I am trying to preach and teach this so that when we are out there in the world, we have some bread for them. Most everybody that's here tonight you're, you're probably already in the middle of what I'm saying. But we need to make it real clear to so that we are vigorously. I'm going into tomorrow. And if I see a friend of mine that's hurting, I'm going to take a minute and say, Look, I've got a God that helps people. Be ye witnesses. Be Compassionate. Well, that means when you see somebody that's down and out, you don't just say, Well, man, I pray for you. No, no, no. Tell them what you're going to pray. I'm going to pray that the Word of God, and God says that He will bring peace to your life. And I'm going to pray that prayer into your body. I don't want to go to a doctor and, him, and, and him, him find out that I've got this problem and that problem. And he say, well, you know what, uh, I'll uh, uh, go ahead and I'm going to hope you get better. And I'm hoping my prayer is going to help him get me up. And I'm hoping that whenever I talk to somebody or preach to somebody, they are going to get jacked up and realize, hey, there's hope for me, man. There's there's something wonderful. Here's some information that I can put into practice that's going to elevate my mind, my heart, my soul, my family, my city, my country. There's no reason for us to be living in such vagrancy and spiritual poverty with this many churches in our local uh, setting. We have six oneness churches within a 20-mile radius. This place ought to be alive with hope. 20 people, 30, 5, or 40. This house ought to be filled. There's needs. I want to close with. Let's let's move to verse thirteen. Your crown is closer than you think. I wish that you could have seen all this because I went to a lot of trouble today to put it on, and I just uh, I'm just not a good. Uh, I had to update my computer and I guess I undated it. Your crown is closer than you think. I wish you'd just sort of look around. See if anybody around here that you like. Now I'd like for you to think about people outside that building tonight get a mental picture I, I've started a new phrase for people that are in my life and, and I haven't seen them in a while and, and and one of the things I do now is I, say, I tell them I said, look man I get this mental image of you quite frequently but uh, you know your real image is impressive but tonight while we're here advancing our purpose and our cause and our calling. I wish you'd get a mental image of three or four people that you'd like to make sure you help, not just invite them to church. That's that's, that's just so, everybody's inviting them to their church. Everybody's wrestling for somebody to come. Invite them to the wisdom of God. Share some bread with them. Quote a scripture, and if you have to look it up, give them some bread. Give them some wine. Let some spirit get a hold of them. Hey, brother, let me tell you something. God's going to help you. You call on him. I've already proven it in my life, and I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able to help you. Well, guess what they're going to look for? You're their friend. You wouldn't lie to them. They're going to start looking around for God. A voice. A new thought. Just a new thought. There will be something boiling inside of us tonight as we relive the promises and the powers and the glory that's available. Verse 14, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence I wish you'd say it to yourself being confident of this one thing he which hath begun a good work in me is able to finish it you ought to look in the mirror and tell him every morning you began it and I'm giving you permission to finish it Lead me where I need to go. Let me hear the voice of heaven. And let me hear preaching that will literally motivate me to get with the program. Verse 15. While it is said, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Because hardness of heart happens this way. You hear it, but don't perform it. And eventually, it means nothing. Hardness of a heart is much worse than the hardening of the arteries. Out of the heart comes evil imaginations. Those hearts that have hardened themselves. It used to be easy to get people to come to the house of God and worship. But because they have... Seen others, so what, get by seemingly. I'm telling you that God is recording every thought, everything, and the only way to get it erased is to confess that you made a mistake or got rid of or you did wrong, and then it's blotted out. That's how powerful the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus is. He said, I will blot them out. Won't be in the book that's opened at the end of time. So I encourage you. I preach as hard as I can. And the reason is, I love you. I care about what happens. Those shouting voices of the coach that you and I hear on football games. They care about their team. They care about winning. It's nothing that a pastor would not do if he cares. Just so happens I care about your children, about people that are not even here. I care. I live with it day and night, day and night, day and night. And I know there's a hell because I've already seen too many people living in hell all over your city. They're already tormented and they're not even completely judged yet. I would hate to go before the throne of God without the blood of Jesus covering my history could we stand I wish we would pray for every backslider that we may not even know I wish we would pray for everybody that has ever come through the doors of this assembly that they would come again And that they would sense the awesomeness of sellout praise. Shaking the very part of earth in which we stand. Because he said when Zion travails, sons and daughters are going to be born. So I'm asking us outside of the praise to conceive the life of somebody in our heart to travail until Christ is born in them. We can do it. Just whisper it if nothing else. We can reach the lost. But we can't do it without travailing and prevailing In our prayer life, sing it a little bit. Is there a few people that would like to slip down to the front as in olden days as we stirred up big revivals? Said, Pastor, Jesus, I want to stir up the gift because I don't know how long we got left. I don't know how much time I've got to win my neighbor, but I'm not going to just go through this and not care. so We've all consecrated ourselves over again I'd like for us to move into another chorus that we all dearly have enjoyed victory 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 shall be mine and I want us to let the devil know we didn't come here to go through the routine we came here to get the bread we came here to get excitement in our soul and we're going to leave here excited because we know in whom we have believed. He is on our side, and we're on his side. The victory, victory, victory shall be mine. Why don't you shake hands with a few people as you sing it joyfully. The victory, victory,
1: victory shall be mine.
2: Giffers coming and constantly Caring the Lord Fight Oh yeah victory
1: Oh
2: hallelujah the Lord No weapon for Overcoming Daily be oh, Hallelujah To the lion and the lamb
1: victory. victory oh,
2: God bless you. I can't thank you enough for helping this city.